We have hope. Hope that things can get better. And they will. You called it Jesse James. Jesse, a.k.a. The Bizzle. Oh, The Bizzle, thank you. <laughs> the Bizzle? Thank you, The Bizzle. Yeah. The Bizzle. All right, folks, welcome back to The Bizzle's Daily Rebels. We are here in Season 3 of Star Wars Rebels, Episode 7 or 8. Once again, depending on how you are counting, uh, this is definitely in the least favorite episodes because this feels like a Total Kids episode of whiny kids who are trying to strike out on their own and fight the whole universe by themselves. And it's a bit of a mirror to, um, uh, you know, the Sabine getting wedge in a couple pilots from the Empire. But because we got such a great inside look and Price was there and, you know, they, were, they expected the rebel incursion, it's just much more, you know, kind of threatening and menacing. And here, it's not clear till the end why these these guys are so important. They're not jumping to light speed. But guys, uh, if the if Millennium Falcon is the YT-1200, that is the YT-2400. And it's a big part of lore, because during the old EU, they created a very Han Solo-esque character, although way more immoral, or amoral, called Dash Rendar. You know, sounds like Han Solo. And he flew this ship. This is also Corellian, obviously, like the Falcon. Dash Rendar was Corellian, like Han Solo. And he really wasn't helping the Rebellion whatsoever until, I believe, Hoth. I tried to do some reading about this because it's not in canon. It's in Legends. Um, and because he got stuck on Hoth and caught between the two sides, he at least temporarily chose to help the Rebellion and I think ended up doing some missions for them as the war went along. They haven't brought him back um, into canon. I'm not sure they will. And the fact that they're bringing in the YT-2400 here seems to indicate that we're that this this is the YT-2400 crew that we're going to get and not Dash Render, which I'm totally fine with because other than the nerdy X-Wing uh, miniatures game that I haven't played in a while, it is a really irrelevant character. It, it's just not needed. So here they're bombing the shit out of this uh, Imperial Transport? Yeah, they just bombed the Imperial Transport with cargo. <laughs> oh, man. So there you go. So, here we go. And this is one of those just recruitment episodes. Like, we need talented pilots with great ships who know what they're doing. He says, we can probably show you a few tricks. Sounds like an invitation. You have to report in first. Oh, they go to a planet on this. I totally forgot that. Iron Squadron. So, you know, the MacGuffin here is that they can't go to hyperspace, so they just sit in this shipping lane here and take out Imperials, but they're ultimately extremely vulnerable, and they have to create a situation in the episode where they are forced to accept... Oh, here we go. Right, Sato, right, it was his brother's attachment, he was killed, I feared his son, Martin, was dead. You're right, so we're told pretty early on, or hinted early on, that it's his nephew. Rebellious. Yeah. Sounds like him. Sounds like us. We could use that. Yeah. Okay, so we know right away it's a nephew. So there, yeah. You know, it's like, 
it's like getting the art from Hera's family heirlooms. Like you need people's heads straight. It's like Luke going to Dagobah in the middle of the rebellion. Like he needs his head straight to be able to contribute. And so they need to figure out how to talk their way through this, I believe. But these kids are so cocky. Now the the sidekick aliens are, are kind of cool. Good design. Here we go. Take you to our captain. And uh, Hera's smart to bring their two kids, uh, you know, so to speak, for this situation. Kanan would just lose it <laughs> on these punks. <laughs> Ship needs a little work. Right. They're, they're used to everything being completely busted up. This is a Battlestar Galactica thing. As long as it's running and can fire, it's, it's usable. Um, uh, here's their droid. I think the screenshot's going to be the main three crew and the droid that I grabbed online. We don't need a fancy hyperdrive, right? These fucking idiots. Yeah. They don't want it fixed. Yeah. They don't even want it fixed. Now, I wonder if there's a suicidal element to what's going on, and these two are just following their charismatic captain, R3. Yeah, he's he's a special character in the, the miniatures game as well. Just a quick plug. The Star Wars board games by Fantasy Flight are almost are great, are really good almost across the board. Highly recommended, depending on what kind of games you like. You guys are entire Iron Squadron. <laughs> oh, you chopper, Gucci, Johnner, R three, and there's Mart, nephew, Rebellion. Uh oh, yeah, yeah. Order you to come get me. Yeah. The great thing is the voice actor does a great job, so it doesn't come off as it was whining as it could. Right, anti-imperial dissidents. Yep. Uh, yeah, evacuate means save your fucking lives yeah the, the problem is the logistics doesn't work it, it's not clear why they think it's a good idea to just wait here with no hyperdrive and a busted ship ah uh, star wars food oh we don't have time debrief yeah we're not going anywhere I mean, he's like Taylor Gray. You know, he sounds like a kid that would normally be whiny, but he's just not. The lines are whiny and irrational and annoying, but he's not, and that's the key. Right, that was only transport. They thought that was a Star Destroyer. That was like a tiny transport. Oh, my God. Yeah, these guys are goners. Yep. They're totally doing this Rosato. It's an interesting to think whether they would put on such a hard sell over and over again with these kids if it wasn't Sato's family. But, you know, that's counter-historical, counter counterfactual. Oh, look at these gorgeous Star Destroyers. Oh, they're beautiful. Here's Grand Admiral Thawne. Yeah, baby. This is so cinematic. This is like straight from New Hope or Empire. So they've already declared martial law because of this situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Thrawn is like, the, there's no there's threat down there. One ship. Iron Squadron. Yeah, it's the ghost. Yeah, oh, the ghost. He loves... I mean, part of Thrawn doesn't want them to die, uh, I think, because he just enjoys watching them and chasing them so much. Very curious. They said it was a very hard and long search to cast the voice of Thrawn, which is funny because it ended up being Mads Mikkelsen, a.k.a. Uh, Galen Erso's bra, but... Man, it doesn't sound... Yeah, I don't know. You would send me in one ship. 
Yeah, unless you're not up to it. Uh, challenging this this coward's manhood. So, but you know, it's important that they keep. Oh, uh, look at the rebel fleet here! So they're coming in mass, in force, to try and guard this whole situation. I don't think this ends well. But right, so all the rebels are off the off the rebel rebels off the planet or whatever people who would be rebels. Iron Squadron. Yeah. Let me try again, says Ezra. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. They can't wait around. This is like the first major silent attack on, on the President's fleet in Battlestar miniseries. And like half the fleet can't jump and they're like, Fuck you for leaving us! You're abandoning us! And of course the little girl ship can't jump that we met. Cammy, she gets killed with her doll. That's so sad. But, you know, if you can't jump, you can't jump. Did Ezra just say they're going to try? Um, Ezra. Okay, so Ezra's staying in there. Yeah, Ezra's the one to do this. This is why he was the perfect in the first season to sort of accidentally convert some of the Imperial uh, recruits to their side who help them big time as it goes along. You have to come with us on the ship. Yeah. Yeah, they're way too loyal to this guy. Just he's just cocky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he didn't want to leave his home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you should be. Yeah. You will be. I mean, it's not bad in the terms of cringeworthy, but this is one of those episodes I felt like feel like I could write, and that's it's a bit of a knock on the level of the dialogue. I won't harp on it. I was Sabine fixing the hyperdrive with, with shop. Or at least that's your YT Corellian Corvette or cruiser, I should say. Who's rerouting the powder? Oh, is he, is he fucking with them? Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're getting on board now to, to join them, but Mart is saying, fuck it. He's just ready to fight. He's, he's got a death wish. And I think that's the biggest problem is he's just too much of a kid and not mature enough to even have a death wish. Death wish is a very complicated thing, even if it's manifested simply in some older characters. But for a young kid to have a death wish, and he's not just acting like an immortal, or maybe he is. It's just a gl- just a glory. He still thinks it's a Star Destroyer. Okay, so Star Destroyer is six times the size of a cruiser. That's still pretty big for a cruiser. Yeah. The two kids are here. Very smart. Yeah. Yeah. So Sato admits all his failings to this kid at some point, but I don't know if it's before or after they go back to the fleet. I say it's a touching moment. This is so stupid. The the YT-24... Uh, 100 is as you'd expect but being a higher number it is a newer model and, and an even better ship than the Falcon um, from a fighting standpoint but as you can see especially with their cargo not much maneuvering going on unfortunately he's saying let's go but is he going to come or is he stay he's looking yeah mm-hmm so 
this is great, disoriented, because the spaceship's spinning all around, they're in the Phantom, and guess who's not here? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's just no backstory, and the acting and writing is not enough to provide the backstory, you know? Cassian Andor says, I've been in this fight since I'm six years old. You're like, boom, that's it. That's all Cassian's backstory we need. And this, other than a little rebellious against his nephew, rebelliousness against his uncle, I should say, we really have no context for why he's obsessed. And, you know, while the Wedge actor isn't exactly like, you know, uh, Dennis Lawson, the original Wedge, he is more compelling and more interesting for sure. And when you add Sabine infiltrating and what's going on inside the Empire and, you know, the sort of double and triple crossing between Price and the Rebels, it's much more interesting. Okay, so he released all the cargo and it's going to not hit the cruiser at all because the cruiser is ready for it nope no you didn't here it comes i love the cruisers we don't really get them in the original movies i don't think or or rogue one i'm not sure why i guess they feel like star destroyers is enough (laughs) you could blame them star destroyers are so beautiful even though their shields uh, uh, generators are two giant testicles Um, what's Ezra thinking here? Marty Reed. Ezra, go. He knows he fucked up, and he says, you know, this is the moment of, of maturity and realization. We'll come back for you. Oh, this is great. I know what's going on here. I know what's going to happen. And this is this is glorious. This is great. We're only 13 minutes in. You're going, this seems like the end of the episode, whether he dies or not. Now he's floating in space. They might not even be able to detect him on sensors. Um, come on, come on. Bup, 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 bup. And now they're going to be able to detect you. <laughs> Jackass, turning your ship on. <laughs> yeah, there's TIE bombers and TIE fighters. So I'm not going to be good. It's too bad we don't see the TIE strikers that we get on Scarif. Those ships are gorgeous. With the two sort of kite tri- triangular wings. Yeah, can't be good. Yeah, he need he needed a, a eat a ton of humble pie and he's swallowed it. Is this the guy who ultimately f- fucks up Thrawn's plan at the end of the season, um, and allows the the sh- Ezra ship to get through? Uh, yep. Oh, and Sato, right? So we got a double hologram here. This might be a pre-recorded. I need your br- 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 help. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. It's a trap. It will go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is irrational. This is a rebel thing. Empire would never do this. They make fun of the rebels for saving one person and risking everything. But that's what they're fighting for. They got to get his head straight and show that they care. Yeah, these guys are already like... If it's obviously a trap, it's not a very good one, says Ezra. Yeah, it's awesome. They're going back as a team. Ezra, irrational confidence. It's great. I mean, when you're good at everything and you're a Jedi with a lightsaber, 
and has the brains of Ezra. I mean, that's the thing. I hate to say it, guys. Luke and Anakin never show a huge amount of intelligence. I know they're good with machinery, but real brains, deep thinking. Ezra is much smarter than all of them. Ahsoka and Ezra are the smartest. The Skywalkers are not the smartest. They're just super powerful, in my opinion. Let's see. Am I still lined up? Yep. Here we go. Here comes the ghost. This is great. Yeah. You think, how is the ghost going to take on this situation? Uh-huh. I want to destroy both shits at once. This guy, yeah, this guy is always about glory and not doing the direct, smart, strategic thing, but, you know, sending messages and it always backfires in stupid Imperial's face. Yes, ma'am. Here they go. Oh, he's got a uh, a magno mine remote detonated. Okay. You big guy, get the droids ready. Uh-huh. Come on, droids. Move it. Move it. Mm-hmm. Here we go. And the ghost just flew right over. I don't think it dropped a bomb. Oh, it's getting everyone tied up. Yeah, that's right. It's just causing chaos in the fleet. Yeah, R3, baby. There they go. I guess there's a shield there to prevent them dying in the cold vacuum of space. Uh, as Bodhi says. Here they go. Droids being the heroes. This is the case throughout all the movies. Literally every single one. Original, sequel, prequel. Rogue One with K2, L3. Uh, it's debatable how much L3 does other than cause the robot revolution in Han Solo, but why not? Mm-hmm. The way they get all this in in 22 minutes is insane. You know, I mean, I'm sure there are some deleted scenes, but I don't even want to watch it because it's mostly perfection. I guess if I got the Blu-rays, I would watch the sort of Ahsoka deleted scenes from episode, uh, season two just for the lore. Although, if, they, if they're if they deleted scenes, is it technically lore? Although, Cedra Mandalore was lore. And before they announced it... Yeah, this kid's super smart. They need him. He's not, he is smart when he's not being a, a dummy teenager. And look, re- rebellions are built up of rebellious people. As I mentioned in the last episode, like Morpheus said, you know, our penchant for disobedience. So they have to keep trying with these kids. They don't want people who are mindless, don't think for themselves. No time for repairs. I'm going to turn this up a little bit. Pick up. I remember thinking this is all going to be the ghost. Get ready for chill moment. I think chill moment's coming up. Let's see. The ghost is flying straight at the capital ship. Prepare to detonate. When did they just detonate right now? How did they disable the mine? They some was it the droids that disabled the mine? Oh man, can't even lock on. Things are swinging all over the place. This is great space stuff. That's the thing. This episode is saved because the kid ends up being not as annoying as you think. Oh yeah, baby. Here we go. They didn't even know about it. Boom. Got the Corvette, the A-Wings. Oh yeah, baby. Maintain fire. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Mart, you're not alone. Yeah. Uncle June. I mean, Jun Sato is clearly Asian. His nephew, maybe not. Who cares? Seriously? They got the seal. 
Oh man, look at that Corvette. I love seeing the Corvette fighting. We don't see enough of that. Yes. Yes. A-Wings doing their thing. Not super powerful, but fast and maneuverable as all hell. Mm-hmm. Yep. Detonate the bite. Uh, it's not right, Smothing, sir. And here it comes. Bada 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 boom. Yeah. Luckily for the rebels, this guy doesn't die so that he screws up. Oh! <laughs> it's like Vader and Rogue One. That is a Star Destroyer. Is this a two part? Can they get to the uh, hyperspace lanes? Here comes the ties. Here come the ties. Oh, God. This looks straight out of fucking Return of the Jedi. I wondered what it would take to motivate your return to my capo. And now you know, Admiral. Until we meet again. Yes. Until we meet again. Takes around two full seasons to fully get an attack on them, but it's worth it. Here comes the jumping. Boom. 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 I don't know if he let, him, let them go. Yeah. This guy's still alive. Thrawn should murder him for his incompetence. Yeah, Admiral Constantine. What a fucking idiot. I was contacting you. <laughs> the rebels have been driven from the system. I assume you mean the rebels and their sympathizers escaped. Uh-huh. Yes, exactly. <clears throat> yeah, here we go. And we got some more rebels. We got a ship. We got some young guns. We got the nephew and the uncle. Does he just hug him? It's good to see you alive. Oh, he just hugs him. I love rebels. So much good hugging. It's all it's all earned too. Yeah, we are both indebted to Sindula and yeah. Yeah. See now that they're on their side, they they love this high energy, you know, uh spontaneity, what they can bring to the rebellion under the right guidance. And that's it. Alright, so that was uh, Iron Squadron, and let us take a look. Um, the next episode is the Winkathu job? What the hell is that? Oh, uh, it's a Hondo and S. Morgan episode standalone. Eh, I mean, I'm never huge on S. Morgan, but... Uh, you know what? Hondo's amazing. So, and he continues to to come through for them. And then after that is an Inside Man, where we think Callus is finally going to jump over, and then I think realizes at the last minute that he's better served on the inside, and that almost bites him in the ass humongously going forward. Um. You know, I will say, you know, if you look at the IMDb ratings, which are totally, totally, totally not uh, dependable, season four is the highest rating, and it's very high ratings this whole season and, until Iron Squadron and the Waikathu job. We get to Inside Man, Visions and Voices, Geonosis with Saw, and it's mostly uphill. And I can't wait to do the Saw episodes. I might get some on for that. So thank you so much for joining me for the Bizzles Daily Rebels. You guys have been awesome. Be coming, I will be coming back at you soon with some more Daily Rebels um, and Close Wars commentary and more. So you guys have been awesome. I've been the Bizzle. 
I'll be getting back at you soon, but for now, the Bizzlecast is out.